Grace, mercy, and peace be with you, my dear friends in Christ from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus. Amen. Obviously, I'm not here with you in person today. My family and I are at Camp Luther in Three Lakes, Wisconsin. I'm serving as the pastor of the week for this week. Uh, And actually today on August 13th, I'm actually preaching a sermon at an opening worship service at Camp Luther while I'm also preaching to you today. So I am proving the fact that you can be in two places at once this morning. So giving a sermon in Wisconsin and in Michigan all, all at the same time. If you've been with us over the last couple of weeks, we have been in the midst of a sermon series on prayer. And this is the third week in that sermon series. And each week we are asking a question about prayer. So in the first week we asked the question, what is prayer? And we defined it as communication with God through our words and our thoughts. Last week we asked the question, why should we pray? And we came up with the answer essentially that God has invited us into a relationship with him in which prayer is the means of communication that we communicate with him. So we pray because he's invited us to pray. Today we're going to get really practical and we're just simply going to ask the question, how should we pray? How should we pray? What a great question that is. Because I think if I were to ask any one of you individually to to honestly answer uh, me, if if I asked you, do you know how to pray? I believe that a lot of you would actually say, I don't really know how to pray, especially when I get into certain kinds of situations. I may know how to direct my thoughts to God, but maybe not how to bring that verbally forward. So today, I want to teach you how to pray. I want to teach you how to pray. And and better than that, first, before I teach you anything, why don't we all learn a little something from Jesus and let Jesus teach us something about prayer. Today, the gospel lesson is from Luke chapter 11. Let me read it for you again. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation." What prayer is it that Jesus taught his disciples here? You know what it's called? Yeah, we call it the Lord's Prayer. Do you know why we call it the Lord's Prayer? Maybe you've never thought of this before. You know why it's called the Lord's Prayer? Because Jesus taught these words to the disciples. So it is the Lord's Prayer because they are Jesus' words. But why did Jesus teach it to them? Because they asked him, Lord, will you teach us how to pray? And so he said, yes, I will. When you pray, say, our Father, who art in heaven, right? This is one of the most clear things that Jesus ever taught his disciples, I believe. 
He's, he's not speaking in a parable here. He's not using a metaphor or an imagery. He is just plain and simple saying, if you don't know how to pray, pray like this. Use these words. So here's what I want to tell you today. If you don't know how to pray, if you don't know what to say or when to say it, you can't go wrong with praying the Lord's Prayer. Seriously. Jesus said, if you want to know how to pray, pray these words. He wasn't, he wasn't joking. He meant it. So if you don't know how to pray, you can always start with the Lord's Prayer. It was three years into my marriage with my wife, Abby, when we realized that we were not praying together. It hadn't become part of our regular life together. And honestly, at this point in our marriage, about three years in, I was in school at the seminary studying to be a pastor. I had already finished my undergraduate degree in theology. Uh, I grew up in a pastor's house. My, my wife uh, was well-educated in her faith. She went to Lutheran school from preschool all the way through college. So here we were, two people firmly grounded in our faith and our, in our knowledge of the scriptures. We had a great relationship each with, with our Heavenly Father. Yet as a married couple, we hadn't figured out how to have prayer be part of our lives together. And so at that point, even though it was kind of awkward to think about how to pray together, even what we would say, we, we had that kind of awkward feeling. We just decided at that point, let's start somewhere. Let's start somewhere. And, and, and instead of setting some super high goal for ourselves, let's, let's just start simply. So all we said was we want to pray together, but let's just pray the Lord's Prayer. And so that's what we did. Each night, we would pray together the Lord's Prayer. And that was it. We just said, let's just start with that. But once it became habit and routine for us to be in prayer together each night before going to sleep, finally, we were able to add in our own prayers and petitions for our family, for our friends, for situations that we were facing. But if we hadn't have started simply, who knows, we may not have started praying together at all. So if you don't know what to pray or you don't know how to say it, Honestly, you can start by praying the Lord's Prayer. And if it's your desire to have a prayer relationship with God, he'll guide you from there. He will. He really will. Now, what is it about the Lord's Prayer that, that we can also reflect in our other prayers as well? Jesus has a great structure for prayers that we can also mimic in our own prayer life as well. But it's worthwhile looking at the structure of the Lord's Prayer. So, so how does Jesus begin the Lord's Prayer? What does he say? He says, first say, Our Father who art in heaven. So when we begin our prayers, we address to whom we are praying. We want to make it known that we're, we're praying to our God, to our Father, to the creator of all that exists. So first we begin by addressing him. And then the Lord's Prayer moves on to, uh, to words of praise. Hallowed be your name. 
hallowed. It means holy, right? Your name is holy. Yeah, you are, you are a good God, right? We, we, we are here to praise your name. And then from there, the Lord's Prayer goes into the different petitions, the, the things that we're asking for. Right? And, and what are those petitions in the Lord's Prayer? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, you are a, a good God. Where you are, that is, that is heaven. And where you are, there is perfection and there is peace and there is power. Would you please come and bring all of that rule and reign into my life and into this world now? Let your good and gracious will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us today our daily bread. Let, let, our, let our daily needs be met by you and let us see that everything that we have, everything comes from you on a daily basis. Father, forgive us our trespasses and, and teach us how to forgive other people as well. We need that kind of forgiveness, Lord. And protect us, watch over us, deliver us in our time of temptation and, and even better yet, can you protect us so that the evil one can't even attack us? That's a great prayer. And what we are praying in the Lord's Prayer, uh, if you pay attention to it, all of the things that we are asking for are actually already guaranteed to us. God is already going to deliver on those things in a, in a daily basis. But what we do in our prayers, we, we actually acknowledge the fact that God is going to do those things. And then we actually trust in him that he will carry them out. And then we show our desire that we want to live our lives according to his good gifts for us. So again, let me emphasize the fact that you can't go wrong with praying the Lord's Prayer. If you don't know what to pray, pray it. Yet God does desire to hear our other prayers as well. Uh, to hear what's going on in our hearts and, and in our minds. Last week, remember, I, I mentioned that just as parents, if you're, if you're a parent, how you desire to have that open line of communication with your children, right? Even if it means fielding all of their demands and all of their desires, God desires to have that open relationship with us. And he wants to hear what's going on in your life and in your heart. And so for that reason, I, I do want to teach you one method for structuring your prayers, there are many different methods, many different ways to, to structure your prayers, and they probably all um, get at the same sort of uh, methodology. And in, in actuality, they probably reflect the structure of the Lord's Prayer as well. But this kind of praying that I want to give to you today, this structure, uh, we call it a PTA prayer. PTA. The P stands for praise, the T for thank, and the A for ask. Praise, thank, and then ask. So when you pray, first, praise. Just like we do in the Lord's Prayer, that praise is hallowed be your name. But what are some other praises that you could give God? Oh, God, you're a good God. God, you are so, so gracious and merciful. God, you are, you're, you're, your love is so good. Your ways are, are so much higher than my ways. Now, why do we praise first? Because when we praise God, it establishes the relationship. 
When we praise him first, we allow him to be God and we acknowledge that we are not. And the more that we praise him for who he is, the more that we realize that he is worthy and deserving of that praise and that he is a good and a gracious and a loving God. Praise first, then thank. We thank God for all of the wonderful gifts that he gives to us on a daily basis. Lord, thank you for your son. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you for the daily provisions that you give to me. Thank you, Lord. You know, an attitude of thankfulness and gratitude towards God puts us in a place where we are ready then to humbly ask him. And that's the next thing is ask. But first we are thankful to God because we, we recognize in intentionally being thankful that we have much to be thankful for. And the more that we reflect on what we're thankful for, the more that we see that God graciously gives to us beyond our wildest imaginations on a daily basis. We have a lot to be thankful for, even in the midst of our most difficult situations. So we start with praise, then we move to thank, and finally ask. Ask. Jesus even specifically says, ask me. Ask me what it is that you want, what it is that you need, what it is that you desire. And my friends, I encourage you, ask God what it is that you want, need, or desire, even if those things are beyond the bounds of reality. You have a God that is capable of miracles. Have you not read the scriptures? God can do anything. He does marvelous and magnificent things all of the time. He does incomprehensible things. God can answer prayers beyond your wildest dreams. We praise, we thank, and then we ask. And when we approach our Heavenly Father in such a way, we learn more and more to trust in His good and His gracious will for us. The more that we approach Him in praise and thank and then asking Him, we will notice that He is constantly and continuously present in our lives. We will see that the love of Jesus Christ is deep and it is wide for us, and that he is with us. We will acknowledge in our prayer life that God, our Heavenly Father, is also our Savior. Our Father loves us so much that he has come into this world to purchase and win us back through the life, death, and resurrection of his Son, our Savior, Jesus. And ultimately, in our prayers, what we will find is that all of the things that we really need all the things that we need, all those things that we desire deep in our core, all of the healing, all of the, all of the peace, all of the reconciliation, all the life that we wish was still being lived, all of those things that we want, they will be accomplished. Jesus will come back, and when he comes back, all this creation will be restored to perfection. We will rise on that great and glorious day to, to, to glorified bodies where we will know no more pain or death anymore. That'll be a great and glorious day. And what we learn in our prayer life is that the will of God is good, and it is gracious, and God's will will 
always be done. And the will of God is this, that you would have life, that you would have life and have it to the full, and that your full life will lead you into eternal life. God desires this for you, and as a matter of fact, he's already given it to you. We pray. We pray together because God has invited us to pray. And we structure our prayers in such a way that they reflect the Lord's prayer. Because in so doing, we are praying just as Jesus has taught us to pray. Next week, when you gather together, again, I, I actually won't be with you. On the 20th, Pastor Weber will be here. And he will be preaching on the topic, where should we pray? Where should we pray? After Camp Luther, my wife and I are, and, and kids are going to go to Minnesota and spend a little time with family on vacation. And so we ask for your uh, prayers for, um, for safe travels and just for a time of uh, reflection and refreshing and rejuvenation. And we'll be in prayer for you as well. But again, each week during this sermon series, I want to give you a real practical takeaway, something to, to do and to put into practice. And so here it is. This week... Uh, starting today, pray a PTA prayer. Pray a PTA prayer. Praise, thank, ask. And if it helps to write it down first, write it down. And you can even have a, a prayer journal. That's a great thing to do. So I want you each as individuals to pray a PTA prayer. But here, here's a little bonus work, <laughs> a little extra credit, if you will. If you're married, if you're married, I would, I would strongly encourage you to start this week praying together, verbally, out loud. And if you don't know what to pray, if the PTA prayer is too much, uh, too awkward even for you to pray out loud together, then just do this. Just do what we did. Start by praying the Lord's Prayer. So maybe you'll do your PTA prayer on your own and then pray the Lord's Prayer together. So that's the, that's the goal for this week. Every one of you pray a PTA prayer every single day and see how that affects and shapes your ongoing uh, relationship with your heavenly father. His will is good and gracious for you. I pray that you will see that being carried out into your lives. Again, keep my family and, and I in your prayers and we will be praying for you as well. We'll see you on the 27th. In his name, amen.